everybody. Welcome to Cheers from the Grave. I'm Erica. And I'm Nicole. And again, as I said, we are Cheers from the Grave, where we like to talk about spooky things and cryptid things and all things paranormal and awesome and amazing. And it's awesome. I thought you were about to say, and like I said, I don't know shit. <laughs> and like I said, I don't know absolute shit. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants in this podcast. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. We're learning with you. Yes. This is this 21 episodes in and we're still trust not, us. We still don't know what the fuck we're doing. I don't know how we survived this long. You're 21 in. I'm only like 11. Yeah, you're like only a few episodes in. <laughs> I'm like in. 11. <laughs> so as we said before, Stephanie is still on vacation. Uh, we still. We still on vacation. But at the same time, I mean, we were also doing like a nice little recording spree. So, <sighs> She'll be back soon, I promise. Yes, you'll be able to hear her conspiracy theories soon. We promise you. So so we got a bit of a doozy episode today, so we hope you are ready and locked in because I'm excited about my topic. I don't know about you, but... Am I excited about your topic or my topic? Your topic, because I'm excited about your topic. Are okay. you excited? I burped. <laughs> Keep it in there. That's an excited burp. Yes. That's that, on both when topics. You, when Nicole gets excited, she burps a lot. I get gassy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's just dive in. Uh, my topic today is the Cecil Hotel. I think I know what that is. If you don't know what this is, I will be very disappointed. Don't be disappointed yet. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> So the Cecil Hotel, it was built in 1924 by William Banks Hanner in Los Angeles, California. Its original purpose was to be a destination hotel for international businessmen and social elites. He spent a million dollars on the 700-room Beaux-Arts-style hotel, complete with a marble lobby, stained glass windows, and an opulent staircase. Two years after the hotel opened, the Great Depression hit. The area where the Cecil Hotel stood became nicknamed Skid Row and became home to thousands of homeless people, to which the hotel then gained the reputation of a meeting place for junkies, runaways, criminals, as well as violence and death. So the hotel has seen a lot of death over the years. In the 1930s, there were six reported suicides. Some residents ingested poison, some shot themselves, some had slit their own throats, while others just jumped out of their bedroom windows. Some notable suicide deaths was in 1934. Army Sergeant Louis D. Borden slashed his throat with a razor. Less than four years later, Roy Thompson of the Marine Corps jumped from the top of Cecil Hotel and was found in a skylight on a neighboring building. Now, FYI, for the next part, there's going to be a trigger warning because it does deal with infant death. September of 1944, 19-year-old Dorothy Jean uh, Purcell awoke in the middle of the night with stomach pains while staying with a man named Ben Levine, who was 38. She went to the bathroom and, to her shock, gave birth to a baby boy. She had no clue that she was pregnant. She sadly thought her baby boy was already dead, so she threw him out of the window onto the roof of the next building. Unfortunately, the baby was alive, and the fall actually caused him to pass away. She was actually found not guilty by reason of insanity, and she was admitted into a hospital for psychiatric treatment. Mm. So this next one, let's talk about wrong place and wrong time, or wrong place at the right time. In 1962, 65-year-old George Deany was walking by the Cecil, hands in his pockets, minding his own business, when he was struck to death by a falling woman named Pauline Auden, who was 27 at the time of her death. 
She had jumped from the ninth floor window after an argument she had with her estranged husband, Dewey. The fall killed both of them instantly. The police thought they had both committed suicide together. However, Gianni was still wearing his shoes. Had he jumped, they would have fallen off midair. So, like, that sucks. You're just, like, literally walking past a hotel or just, like, walking in general, and all of a sudden some person just falls on you and you both die because of it. Can you imagine? <laughs> that would suck. That Like, just imagine, you know, you die and you're, like, at the pearly gates or wherever you're going, and someone's like, man, how'd you die? It's like some lady fell on me. That's how I died. Some lady fell on me from the air. Like, oh, my God. That's, that's a shit way to go. So the Cecil Hotel was also the home of many serial killers. In the 1980s, Richard Ramirez, who murdered 13 people and was known as the Night Stalker, he lived in a room on the top floor of the hotel while he went on his killing spree. After killing one of his victims, he'd throw his uh, bloody clothes into the dumpster and would walk into the lobby, get this, completely naked or only wearing his underwear. And this was, what was his name again? Richard Ramirez. The Night Stalker. And this, okay. The Night Stalker. And I didn't know the, he stayed there. Yeah, That's cool. In the 1980s. <coughs> he would literally walk in after dumping his bloody clothes into the dumpster. He would walk into the lobby either completely naked and or in his underwear. And nobody cared. Nobody cared. What a mood. Nobody. This didn't raise any alarms. And it's because the hotel was always in some form of chaos. That's the dream. <laughs> yeah. And with the dead bodies and junkie, with the dead bodies of junkies outside in the alleyway, uh, in the alleyways, or on like on any given night, this was this site actually wouldn't raise any eyebrows at all whatsoever, mm-hmm. like at all. In 1991, Austrian serial killer Jack Unterweger, um, he strangled prostitutes with their own bras, and he also called the hotel his home. He actually chose it because of its connection to Ramirez. So, because the area was so popular with prostitutes, it was actually an easy target for him. There was also a number of cold cases. Um, so, again, there's been a number of uh, unsolved murders that have also occurred in this hotel. A local woman, Goldie Osgood, uh, was found dead in her room, which was ransacked. She was raped prior to suffering a fatal stabbing and beating, and there was one person they thought who did it since he was walking around with bloodstained clothes. However, he was cleared, and her killer was never officially found. And get this, even the Black Dahlia, Elizabeth Short, stayed in the hotel prior to her murder in 1947. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. It's pretty crazy. So there's one case that is still baffling people today, and there's a lot of conspiracies around it, so I know Stephanie would, like, get a kick out of this one. It's the one about Elisa Lamb in 2013. Um, Have you ever seen the footage of... Uh, Lisa Lam, um, an Asian woman who was kind of acting crazy in an elevator and then later on disappeared. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Okay. Yes. That was at Cecil Hotel. And they Hotel. found her upstairs. And yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. So in 2013, Elisa Lam was found dead inside the water tank on the roof of the hotel. Wow. She had been missing for three weeks when she was found. Her corpse was found after guests complained of the water having a funny taste. Can you imagine? Like... Oh like, literally, that makes me sick to my stomach. Just. I hate that. It's gross. It is absolutely gross. Uh, the police said her death was actually ruled as accidental, but there really is something more to this. 
Before she went missing, surveillance cameras caught Lamb acting strangely in an elevator and appearing to look as if she was yelling at someone out of view. She also looked as if she was hiding from someone as well, and she was also pressing multiple elevator buttons and waving her arms frantically. When the video was released, it was then that people started to believe the hotel was actually haunted. And here's the thing, like, when they found her in the water tank, she had, she was completely naked. Yes. Like, all of her clothes were, had been taken off, and they were in the tank with her, but she was naked. And a lot of people were like, oh, but it was an accidental drowning. It's like, as someone explained to me how this was accidental, because first of all, it took a lot to even get that water tank open. And mm -hmm. how she even got in there in the first place is just completely beyond. No, it's a lot. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> um, apparently, there's also some conspiracy theories that are saying that she had, um, she was mentally not right, where mm -hmm. she had suffered from, like, bipolar depression or something like that. Yeah, I've heard of that. And that she apparently had gone off her meds Mm -hmm. And this probably would explain the erratic behavior in the elevator. Um, but of course, you know, there was also some people that thought she was playing the elevator game as well. Yes. Oh, my God. We'll yeah. Re we'll read about the elevator well, game. Yeah. There's a, there's a segment that I want to do sometime, an episode where we talk about, like, the most fucked up games, paranormal games that you can do. I want to do that. But, yeah, that's – it's – Completely messed up. And if you actually Google Elisa Lam, that's E-L-I-S-A-L-A-M, um, just Google the YouTube. It's crazy. And what's even, like, crazier is that there's, like, when you see the footage, there's actually a chunk of time that's missing in part of it. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there's a chunk of time that's actually missing. So it's crazy fucked up. Um, the last known body that was found at the hotel was actually in 2015 after someone had committed suicide. So now on to the ghosts. There's actually uh, the first one. With, there's a photo that was taken by a boy named Costin Alderet, uh, A-L-D-E-R-E-T-E, -E -E, of a transparent figure standing on the ledge as if someone were about to jump. And this is in a window. So he was outside of the Cecil Hotel he looked up the window and he said that he felt this really weird, creepy feeling and he snapped a picture. And in that picture, there is a transparent figure that looked like it was about to jump. Jesus. Yeah, you can actually look it up. If you look up this guy's name, um, it's K-O-S-T-O-N. And then the last name is A-L-D-E-R-E-T-E. -E -E, and then put Cecil, C-E-C-I-L Hotel. Ghost of man photographed at creepy hotel. Yes. Cecil. Just look at the picture. I'm scared. It's crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. You can see it. It definitely looks like somebody. Yes. I'll post it on the, yes. on the Facebook page. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. So that's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. Um, some say they actually see the Black Dahlia. Um, they say that she can be seen at the hotel bar sipping on a drink by herself. Um, and they say that after you see her, people's drinks can explicably fall or spill. There are a number of shadow people. Uh, people are also afraid of going into the basement because apparently shadow people chase them out. Hmm. Some guests have been known to see shadow people in their room out of the corner of their eye. Guests are also sometimes tormented in, while they're sleeping. And this can be by uh, accounts of people's sheets being tugged, being sat on by an unseen person, 
Guests have said that they have also heard growling in their ear. Some guests also claim that they have dreamt of a shadowy creature, and once they wake up, they see the figure at, before it disappears. There's a spirit that has also been known of hugging people while they sleep. And then it escalates to tickling. Oh, God. No. No, no, no. And apparently there was a guest who said that a spirit held her foot down and began to tickle her to the point where she thought her skin was going to be scratched off. Like, that's fucked up. Um, guests have also reported seeing someone sleeping in their bed when they walk in. However, when they go to move the blankets, the form disappears. And the haunts don't just stop at the bedrooms. The ghosts also like to hang out in the bathrooms as well. So we got some peeping toms in there. Faucets and showers have been known to turn on and off on their own. Sometimes the faucet would turn on, and if once the person goes in to investigate, it would turn off before they get into the bathroom. Then as the person leaves, it would turn on again as if it was playing a game. Some people hear singing or humming from the shadow, uh, shower. Guests have also reported that they have heard shrieking coming from the rooms that would be vacant. Doors and windows can be heard opening on their own. There is uh, staff members that actually recounted uh, cleaning a room, and once they looked away, the place was in shambles. And at night, you can also hear screams coming from the outside as if someone was falling from the top of the building. So... Um, the Cecil Ho uh, Hotel uh, has recently been named as the Stay on Main. Um, it's only been open for a while. And then um, someone else recently bought it, and they're now in the process of doing major renovations to it to where they're going to end up being micro-apartments. So, Okay. But that and is the bloody history of Cecil Hotel and their ghosts. That's cool. Is that also that's also the one that's like inspiration for American Horror Story yes. Hotel, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. That is actually the inspiration for American Horror Stories Hotel, which I was only able to watch like maybe a couple episodes because it was just that series. That it gets season, better in the beginning. Yeah, it is pretty like oh, that okay. season itself was extremely difficult to watch because it was just too over the top when it came to the gore. Honestly, it gets better for me. Like the the, yeah, the the series itself or the season? The season. Okay. Because definitely in the beginning, I know what you mean <laughs> with yeah. certain scenes. Mm -hmm. But like it, it gets better later on. It is one of the most confusing ones to me personally. I think because the first time around, I didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> they were basically just a bunch of vampires. But and it's shit. better weird. than um, Roanoke, so <laughs> that's the tea. <laughs> I actually like Roanoke. Roanoke is not bad. We disagree. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> it is okay. So what you got for me today? I was going to say I'm a coven girl, so. <laughs> Yo, I loved coven. Coven was the best. And Apocalypse was just coven part two, literally. Oh, man. I'm going to have to see that. I haven't, I need to get myself caught up on all that. You'll like it. I hope so. Like Cheyenne Jack Jackson. I stand in that, <laughs> in oh, that man. season. Nice. I'm pulling all the looks. Okay. So. Like I said last week, a lot of my themes have been like more on the Celtic side. And guess what? We brought it back for this yes. week. Yes. So, Erica. Nicole. I know you know this. Willow the Wisp. Yes. I have okay. heard of this. So, for those of you that don't know, that is the name of the cryptid. It is kind of like a cryptid spirit fairy type situation. Its name is Willow the Wisp, mm -hmm. and it's all like 
hyphen everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but a will-o'-the-wisp is a phantom light that hovers in the wilderness, luring travelers away from the beaten path. Most of these lights haunt the moors and bogs of England, but they have been reported all over the world under various names. And most of the time you will see them like in Ireland or Scotland. Mm -hmm. And also if you have seen the Disney movie Brave, which I did watch it last night. Nice. <laughs> and as I'm doing my research, I'm like, oh my God, there they are. So I got so even... they're Wait, so they're in Brave? Yes, they are. Really? Um, you see them as a little tiny blue lights. Yeah. And they're the ones that capture Princess Merida's attention. And they create a path to lead her over to that witch's cottage. Oh, okay, cool. So that's where... You see them in the movie. So yeah, she and she definitely says it's a willow the wisp. Oh, nice. So it's like it's confirmed in the movie. Nice. It's really cool. So as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm do I'm researching. Like it was like really I'm like, I picked the right topic. That's perfect. So willow the wisp are very simple apparitions. They appear as balls of light, sometimes so bright that they hurt your eyes, and other times so dim that you have to squint to see them. They usually have a bluish gleam to them, although red has also been reported. It's kind of like in a firefly type of sense. Mm -hmm. um, in some rare sightings, a dark figure has been seen carrying the light as if it was a torch or a lantern. Despite carrying a light, the figure is always too dark to be described in detail. A light floating in the darkness might seem innocent, even friendly, but don't be deceived. These attractive lights are almost always malevolent. Unlike the movie Brave, but I mean, they do lead her to the witch's cottage. Mm, yeah, but I mean, it's a dis it's happy Disney movie. Disney can never. The, Disney always tends to take the messed up fairy tales and turn them into happy-go-lucky ones. When we all know that in Cinderella, for example, absolutely not. <laughs> people were cutting off like the girls were cutting off their own feet or their cutting toes parts of their and feet everything. and their toes just to get their feet to fit in the glass slipper. So sorry to ruin your childhood, but dedication though. Yep. <laughs> um some of these lights they did lead travelers onto dangerous land, perhaps like a deep hole in a bog or a kingdom ruled by vicious fairies. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Imagine just walking into like a fairy circle, you're done. <laughs> You're done. The classic, I mean, the backstory of the Will of the Wisps can shed some light on their cruel nature. The lights are carried by spirits who are shut out of both heaven and hell. The classic Will of the Wisp is carried by a blacksmith named Will. Will was such a troublemaker that when he died and went to heaven, he was sent back by St. Peter, who told him to reform during his second life. Unfortunately, Will's second life was more monstrous than his first, so St. Peter cursed him to roam the earth forever. The oh, wow. devil, impressed by Will's evil doing, gave him a coal to warm himself on cold earth nights. Instead, Will decided to use the coal to make a torch and lure innocent travelers into danger. That's very close to the jack-o'-lantern that I was talking yes. about. Yes. And I will, I mean, if you have not watched the historical AF episode or the Halloween episode, Erica did talk about the jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah, stringy, so, uh, stingy the jack or mm -hmm. jack the stingy or something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you did listen to that, I'm going to bring, I'm going to touch back on that little topic here because they are connected. Yeah. Alrighty, let me see. So in other places, goblins, pixies, witches, unbaptized children, and even the devil are blamed for carrying these dangerous lights. So not huh. only Will. Aside from their ability to dazzle and tantalize travelers, Will-o'-the-Wisp are also powerful omens. They appear to be able to predict the future, appearing to people before their deaths or flocking to the site of a tragedy before it takes place. They may also reveal the place where a thief or a fairy has buried golden treasure. 
Oh, Jesus. So it kind of related to the banshees in that term, too. Yeah. A little bit where they let you know, like, hey, something's about to happen. Something's about to happen, and then, yeah. So some related creatures in the Br- in Britain and Ireland alone, there are dozens of variations of Will-o'-the-Wisp. The most famous are the jack-o'-lantern. There we go. So jack-o'-lanterns... Um, Brief little history, Erica did say it beforehand. They're carried by the drunkard named Jack, or what is it, Stingy Jack? Yep. Um, it's a little different from what you did touch base on before. So if you have heard her part on historical AF, it's probably going to be a little bit different, but you do know how the stories are mm-hmm. changed depending on where you read them, who's telling them. So for mine here with, it relates to Will of the Wisp, Jack sold his soul to the devil so that the devil would pay his pub tab. When the devil returned from the pub to collect Jack's soul, the man tricked him into climbing a tree, then drew a cross under the tree, so similar yep. to yours, yep. dropping the furious devil on the branches. Later, when Jack died and was rejected at Heaven's Gates, he had to beg the devil for a place in hell. The devil was delighted at his chance to get revenge. He cursed Jack to wander the earth with only a small frame of light. Jack put this flame in a carved turnip and used it as a lantern. Yep. So that's the similarities there. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like a brief explanation of what may cause the will-o'-the-wisp. Yeah. Even though just seeing like little fairy light might seem fun. Um, they may not be trapped in lanterns held by the devil or hover over sunken fairy gold, but they are a very real phenomenon. These mysterious lights do exist, and for a long time, they could only be explained through superstition. Today, science has a few explanations which don't involve ghosts, devils, witches, or fairies for the lights. Come on, science. Why you gotta ruin the fun? I know, right? I wish it was, like, <laughs> all real. Right. It, it probably is. Mm-hmm. But we just have to go there and believe open mm-hmm. hearts. But some scientists do believe that the light is produced by a type of bioluminescent fungus or algae that grows in marshy areas. Just like fireflies or anglerfish, these plants could undergo a unique chemical process to produce light. Still, more scientists claim that a mixture of gases is responsible for the lights. In marshes, plant material often sinks underwater before it can decompose. In the water, the material undergoes an unusual type of decomposition, Mm -hmm. which releases methane, carbon dioxide, nitrogen, and phosphines into the air. When you combine all these chemicals, you can easily produce a burning ball of light hovering a ball of marsh. I can see that. So that's the scientific breakdown of it. I still want to believe there are little twinkling lights that just want to lead you down the wrong path. (laughs) I can see that, though. I mean, people, especially back in the day when people don't really understand science and it wasn't a big thing and everything, Mm -hmm. I can totally see how people would see that as a, you know... How they can be, like, mythical creatures instead of actual, like, science and stuff. No, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if you're down, but I'm down to go to Ireland. We can stay in that castle. Yes, please. And go see what we can find. Yes, please. (laughs) I need to go visit my homeland. I just want to go to Ireland and just go live on a farm. Oh, my God. That would be the best. And just farm for the rest of my life. (laughs) I don't care about technology anymore. I just want to live out there just to hear the people talk. Oh That's my all gosh. I care about. <laughs> but that is it for the Will-O-The-Wisp. Yay. That's awesome. Thank you. No problem. That was and, awesome. And I just love the name Will-O-The-Wisp. It's very like... It's so cute. I just love it's, it. Yeah. It's very wispy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, Nicole, where can they find us? I always blank when she tells me this because it's... <laughs> 
how many times have I done this today or just so long? <laughs> Gotta get you used to it, girl. You can find us on pretty much all social media platforms. Yeah. Um, Twitter at Cheers from Grave. Facebook and Instagram at Cheers from the Grave. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on all podcast platforms and where podcasts are found at Cheers from the Grave. You can send in your listener stories to cheersfromthegrave at gmail.com as well as other things you want to send to us. You can find us on Patreon. Please donate. It helps us out a lot. Yeah. It helps us provide more things to you. We want to be able to give away merchandise to you guys like all the time. That would be a dream. You can find us at Cheers from the Grave. We also want to do live shows too at some point, but we need to have a better following before we do that. So one thing's for sure is word of mouth. Like Mm -hmm. if you have any friends or family or anybody that really likes the paranormal, then please, 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 please send them our way. And um, also rate and review on iTunes because it, mm-hmm. it helps a lot. It helps a lot when you rate and review us on iTunes. It helps get us on the charts. It helps makes us more um, visible to everybody because when it comes to indie podcasts, it is literally a struggle mm-hmm. to get noticed. And we rely heavily on word of mouth. So, and also reviews on iTunes and stuff. So if you just go on iTunes. Even if you don't listen to us on iTunes, just go onto iTunes, find us, rate and review. You can be like, this is the coolest podcast ever. Or just be like, I like unicorns. It doesn't matter. Just give us that five stars. Just put please. that five star and just yeah. be like lit. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just, you know, whatever you guys want, but, um, that would be great. So, and we would love to make these like as interactive as possible. And we do need your support for that. Yep, that's why we also need you guys to send in your listener stories or any topics that you want us to cover. Any ideas you have, just send them our way. If you guys want us to read you creepypastas or anything like that, we're down. Just let us know. Yeah, of course, because I totally want to make that a thing. Mm-hmm. So Awesome. Uh, let's see. Um, there is a website that you can go to that has all the links necessary for us. That is linktree slash... CTFG. So it's basically L I N K T R dot E E slash um, CTFG. So go there and you'll find all our links for our official website, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, um, Patreon, and all that jazz. So yay. All right. Well, it's time to wrap this up. Nicole, you got to go see your boyfriend. Yeah. So cool. Well, I'm Erica. And I'm Nicole. And you're listening to Cheers Cheers from from the the grave. Grave.